Nutrition is part of our world and nutrients are what our body needs. But with all the fads, gimmicks, trends, and unrealistic ideas about eating, things can be very confusing. Let's dig through the hype and adopt a way of eating that is sustainable and provides the nutrients we need without freaking out over our food. Join me if you're ready to be over the dogma that there's a right and a wrong way to eat. Here, we navigate eating healthier in the real world. Hello, and welcome to the Real World Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Shelley Rael, Registered Dietitian Nutritionist. I invite you to listen to this podcast with an open mind and be willing to let go of long-standing beliefs about nutrition. I am a nutrition myth buster, helping to dispel myths and misinformation about food and nutrition. I help people have improved health, wellness, and energy without dieting. Welcome to today's show. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Real World Nutrition Podcast. This week, I'm going to address macros and whether or not we need to count those or not. Several years ago, someone told me they were counting their macros. And this statement confused me, not because I didn't know what macros are, but why would they be counting all of these things which are not always simple to count. And I felt it was a lot more work and cumbersome than if someone was just counting calories. And their interpretation was that counting their macros was much more straightforward and better for them than counting calories. Now, what confused me is that macros are indeed calories. So let me explain this a little bit more. In the science of human nutrition, calories, as a lot of people know, are a unit of energy that we use or that what human beings use for energy. So when we exercise, we burn calories. When we eat, we consume calories and our body uses calories to function every single minute. So those calories that we eat, of course, come from food. And there are four sources of calories within our foods in human nutrition. And three of those calorie sources are nutrients, and the fourth is not. And we call these three nutrients that provide calories 
macronutrients because they're necessary or essential nutrients that we need in large quantities relative to the micronutrients which are needed in smaller quantities and those are vitamins and minerals. The micronutrients are vitamins and minerals. The macronutrients are carbohydrates, protein, and fat. So macros is just referring to the term macronutrients. So let me dive just a little bit deeper into these three macronutrients. Carbohydrates, or what most of us call carbs, come from any food and all food that comes from a plant. And I went into a lot more detail about carbs and whether or not we should avoid carbs or even if we can avoid carbs way back in episode four. So carbohydrates have four calories per gram. So if a food has 10 grams of carbohydrates, it will provide 40 calories from carbohydrates. So that four calories per gram times 10 calories, so 10 grams is 40 calories. So no matter the source, all carbs will give the same four calories per gram, whether it's a potato or tomato, lettuce or kale, peanut or walnut, maple syrup or sugar. And people often confuse the macronutrient carbohydrate with the food group like grains. But I must emphasize, carbohydrates come from all plant foods. So anyone who follows a quote plant-based diet or any form of a vegetarian diet will be eating lots of carbs. They can't help it. Protein, one of the other macros, protein is in virtually all foods all foods, even plants. And protein also has four calories per gram. So if a food has eight grams of protein, it will provide 32 calories from protein. So that four calories per gram times eight grams gives us 32 calories. And whether the protein comes from beef or chicken, soy or quinoa, broccoli or almonds, they will all have four calories per gram from the protein aspect of them. And what makes this nutrient protein even more confusing is when the my plate arrived in 2011, we changed the former meat group to protein to be more inclusive for people who do not eat meat. And I went into that in one of my very early episodes of the Real World Nutrition Podcast, episode two, nutrients versus food groups. So I explain these differences between the nutrients and the food groups, and that covers all the nutrients, but I go into how protein is a little bit confusing. So people mistakenly think that meat is our only food source of protein and will ask, how do vegetarians get protein? Well, they can get plenty if they know what they're doing and they aren't going to be suffering from any type of protein deficiency. Grains have protein, vegetables have protein, fruits will have a real tiny bit, but it has it. Dairy has protein, nuts, beans, seeds, legumes, lentils, eggs, all foods of animal origin will have protein. Now, our third macronutrient and source of energy or calories is fat. And all sources of fat have nine calories per gram, no matter what the fat is. So whether it's lard or canola oil, beef fat or olive oil, 
butter, or avocado oil, the fat from these sources all have 9 calories per gram. So if one tablespoon of oil has about 120 calories, there are about 113 grams of fat, and that's 9 calories per gram, 113 grams of fat, multiply that, that's about 117 calories, so it is often rounded to 120. And while there are healthier fats and fats that aren't so healthy, they do all have that same energy content or calories per gram. There's no such thing as low-fat oil or low-fat fat. And I have heard this from people. Fats are in all types of food, and some have very, very small amounts, like grains. Some have a lot, like salmon or prime rib. So now that you know all the macros, I do have to ask, how is this more accessible or easier to count than tracking calories? All foods are a mixture of at least two of these macronutrients and often all three. So for example, if I have a 2% yogurt, it has carbohydrates, fat, and protein. Avocado has fat, carbohydrates, and protein. Peanut butter has protein, carbohydrates, and fat. So you see, there's most foods are a mixture of at least two, if not all three. And the only th two things that don't have a mix of at least two of these macronutrients are pure sugar, which is 100% carbohydrate, and oil, which is 100% fat. So if someone is eating food they will always have a mix of all three of these macronutrients. So how, I ask again, how is counting macros more accessible? And I do have to mention this. If you even want to count anything, it isn't necessary. But I would um, tend to tell people to count calories, not the macros. But if you're eating plenty of fruits, vegetables, appropriate protein sources, healthy fats, grains, low-fat dairy, or an easier way to say this, get foods from all the food groups. Many things work themselves out by themselves. Now, I want to do, I do want to address this because I recently got a question about counting macros again, a little bit different this time. So again, I want to make it clear that if someone chooses to count calories or points or macros, that is their choice. It's unnecessary, but it can help people become more aware of what and how they're eating. But when I do work with people, I don't take this one size fits all approach and tell everybody to count something. And I will sometimes tell them or often tell them don't count things. It really just depends on many factors, including their health goals, and so much more. And in a minute, you'll see that I do mention that I do track my intake, which I do for my own reasons. Again, it's not what I recommend for everyone. And for some people, I would actively discourage it. And then another thing as I'm getting to some more example, an example here in a minute, is the numbers I use are examples only and not a recommendation for you or anyone specifically. In this field of nutrition, we do have a very general guideline of 2,000 calories a day for various reasons. 
And I use that because the math is more straightforward and it doesn't, but it doesn't mean that you need 2000 calories or you should follow those numbers as a recommendation. There's many factors to consider and a person's individual needs for calories and their macros will be based on many things. So let me get to this question that I received recently. Now, um, this is the quote, I should say, paraphrasing the, the question I got. I got it via email. And I was asked, I had a question on how an actual meal plan is built with the energy requirements and macros in mind. How are foods chosen that will precisely fit a particular macro group? For example, if we broke down a 2,000 calorie diet into three meals a day, with the macros being half from carbs, a quarter from fat, and a quarter from protein, there would be about 670 calories per meal, with 83 grams of carbs per meal, 42 grams of protein per meal, and 19 grams of fat per meal. How would you go about choosing foods that fit those, since many foods have all three macronutrients? So again, that's a question I received recently. In fact, it was from a student because I teach a sports nutrition class at my local community college, and that's the context of the question. And I do want to address how the student got those numbers. Again, I am using math today, lots of math today. So I will have a link in the show notes to the written version of this podcast so you can look at it. Or of course, you can always just rewind and listen again. So as I previously mentioned, that there's four calories per gram of carbs, four calories per gram of protein, and nine calories per gram of fat. And so when the student used the 2000 calorie example and the breakdown, it comes out like this. So if a 2000 calorie diet is 50% carbohydrates, that would be 1000 calories from carbohydrates per day or 250 grams. Then dividing that into three separate meals, that would come out to 333 calories from carbs per meal or 83 grams per meal. With 25% of that 2,000 calorie diet coming from protein, that is 500 calories or 125 grams per day. And then if we divide that between three meals, that's 167 calories from protein or 42 grams per meal. And then the third macronutrient, 25% of our calories coming from fat in that 2,000 calorie per day example, that would be, again, 500 calories, but in this case, 56 grams per day divided by three meals, still 167 calories from fat, but that's 19 grams per meal. Okay, I know that was a lot of math, like I said, but I promise you that all works out. And I'm going to explain more how it doesn't always work out. So I was impressed by the numbers being 100% correct in the calculations. This confuses a lot of people. And I did address the question that this student asked me. So again, the question was, how would you choose foods that fit those that profile since many foods have all three macronutrients? So I do have to say, let's set aside that leaves no allotment for any snacks. And again, we're just using this as an example. So in my response to the student, in general, there's some things I've already mentioned in this podcast that I don't need to reiterate in my email response, but I did. So my response to the student, 
those guidelines are correct in the general sense, and you got the calculation spot on. However, in real life, this is real-world nutrition, it's virtually impossible to have those exactly fit for every single meal, and it's not realistic to expect, not just for a meal, but for an entire day. I suggest that overall, for the day, things be close, but I tend to recommend over a few days we find the average that it comes out to this percentage overall. But to the question, how do we get this? Choosing foods from the various food groups works well. So lots of fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds, nut butter, avocados, and those would all be a source of carbs, protein, and fat. And then including lean meats would be protein, and especially if they're lean, it would be lower in fat and provide both. Fatty fish like salmon would get the fat really high if it's even consumed in one meal. So if there's fat during the day, all the other meals would have to be really, really low for it to balance out. The thing is, is again, these recommendations are overall and not expected to fit precisely for each meal. So I will lay myself out, lay out myself as an example. I do track what I eat in an app and I have the numbers set up. So 50% of my calories should come from carbs, 30% come from fat and 20% from protein. And if I looked at one day last week, the day ended at 49% carbs, 18% protein, and 33% fat. Another day was 52% carbs, 22% protein, and 26% fat. And yet another day was 45% carbs, 23% protein, and 32% fat. So nothing was exact. We see averages. And even looking at one meal, my breakfast tends to be consistent and mostly the same each day. And it's vanilla soy milk, frozen fruit, Greek yogurt, and some oats in a smoothie. And that meal comes out to 53% carbs, 34% protein, and 13% fat. Now I choose foods for the meal first and then see how it works out rather than the other way around. And lunch will vary and tends to be a mix of the nutrients as most things are, but lunch tends to be somewhat higher in fat because it often has peanut butter in it. And of course, dinner varies each day, but I always ensure all food groups are there. So my answer is choose foods first and see how they fit. Nutrition isn't black and white and has many shades of gray. So that was my response to the student. And just to clarify, I still don't feel people need to count these things, necessarily look at these things all the time. I don't look at my percentages on a day-to-day basis. And heck, I never really paid that much attention to it until the student asked and I happen to have it handy. One of the reasons I do track my food because it can be used as an example sometimes. But here's the big picture. Once again, eat food. Make healthier choices most of the time. Don't find foods that fit into a detailed nutrition profile for every single meal. If that was the case, an apple and peanut butter would never work out. Neither would the steak and asparagus. It wouldn't fit a precise measurement and people would never be able to eat it. 
So again, food first, not nutrients. And I do give this example when I speak to student groups and and other people. I would never sit down at a restaurant and tell the server, I would like some protein with some carbohydrates and a little bit of fat on top. Throw in some vitamins and minerals to go with it. Who does that? No one. I mean, you could, but you probably get kicked out of the restaurant. So if I sit down at a restaurant and I say, I'd like the burger with some blue cheese and I don't skip the bun. And while I think I should have a side salad, I'm still going to order the fries. That's how we live in the real world. And you may not order the burger with cheese and fries. That's not an everyday or an every week occurrence. And just to let you know that the student did respond. The student said, thank you so much for the response. This is another one of those things that influencers or people spreading meal building information and videos make it sound like you will see no progress if your macros are off even a tiny bit. My response, off a tiny bit, no problem at all. I guarantee you progress can still be half, even if the macros are not Goldilocks, not just right. That's real world nutrition. Let me know if you have any questions about this or if something was unclear. And I would love to hear if you think my math was off. Uh, I can double check that, but I usually use those numbers pretty regularly. And I do also work with people one-on-one. So if you are interested in speaking to me about that, see the link in the show notes and enjoy your food in the real world. Take care. Bye now. I invite you to join the Real World Nutrition Facebook group at Real World Nutrition. Sign up for my weekly email newsletter at ShellyRiel.com. Connect with me on your favorite social media sites by checking the links in the show notes. If you have a nutrition-related question you would like addressed in the podcast, post it in the Real World Nutrition Facebook group, or use the form on my website, ShellyRiel.com, and click on Contact. Thanks for listening. Bye now.